Are meta frameworks like Next, Remix, Analog.js or Next, are those the future of web development? Should every web developer use those meta frameworks and learn how to build full stack applications with them? Well, I think if you are working with React or Angular or Vue, yes, you should definitely learn those meta frameworks because I believe they are the future of React and Angular and so on. Well, especially for React and I'll get back to that in a second. But I believe they are the future of those front-end libraries and frameworks because they solve an important problem. When we build a website, a web application, we typically don't just need a front-end. We also need a backend. And that, of course, has always been the case. And we were able to build websites and web applications that have both a frontend and a backend without those meta frameworks as well, right? I mean, you could simply build a frontend single page application, for example, with React, and then connect. It, so to say, to a backend that's built with Node and Express. So you could build such a backend API, typically a REST API, but could also be a GraphQL API. And then you could send requests to that backend from inside the frontend application, for example, with help of React Query, which is a popular library for doing that, or simply by using the Fetch API inside of UseEffect, for example, or in Angular by using Angular's built-in HTTP client. And then you could fetch data from that backend or send data to that backend and update the frontend UI accordingly to, for example, show that data or if data was sent to show a success message. We don't need those meta frameworks like Next for that. That's absolutely not the case. But those meta frameworks like Next or Remix and so on can make building complex full stack applications, so where you have both the front end and the back end, simply a bit easier and solve certain problems. And that's their huge advantage. And they do make that easier and solve certain problems by giving you a, a seamless integration by blending front-end and back-end code with each other, so to say. That can also lead to new problems because as a developer, you should absolutely understand where exactly the border is between back-end and front-end code so that you make sure that the wrong code doesn't end up on the wrong end. But mostly, it can help get rid of certain problems or simply make it a bit easier to write complex applications. Because for example, when you're working with Next.js, but also with Remix and so on, you can effectively fetch data from right inside your React component, for example, or with Remix, you would do it in a separate function, which is placed close to your component typically though. You could fetch data from there and then render your HTML code with help of React that's already including that fetch data. And all that would happen on the server. And the advantage of that would be that the user, the client, receives the finished web page. So it gets back a response 
from the server that already contains all the markup with all the content that's needed for the page that was requested. And that, for example, is great for search engine optimization because those search engine crawlers then also see all the content and see the finished page. Whereas with traditional single page applications, that page that's coming back from a server would typically be empty and contain no content because that content would have been fetched from inside the browser with help of client-side JavaScript code. And whilst to the user that might not make that much of a difference because fetching that data often is pretty quick, it still can because they might temporarily see some loading spinner or some progress bar whilst they're waiting for the data. So it can be annoying. But what's even worse is that all those search engine crawlers would see an empty page. And that can really hurt your search rankings because to those crawlers, your page doesn't have any content. So that's one important problem that's, for example, solved by that seamless integration of front-end and back-end uh, and by blending that code and blending those two ends, so to say. Another thing that can get easier and possibly also more secure would be authentication. Because we can, of course, also authenticate users when building separated front-ends and back-ends. For example, with JSON web tokens, that would be a popular approach. But that approach also has certain disadvantages. Uh, for example, that those tokens are then the only thing that identifies a user. And if for some reason such a token would get stolen, if an attacker could get hold of such a token of an authenticated user, they could basically assume their identity and, well, then send requests on behalf of that user. Now, there are defense mechanisms against that. For example, those tokens are typically short-lived to make sure that if they do get stolen, they are not available for a long time period, but still, it can be a problem. And if you have a seamless integration implementing session-based authentication, where the authentication status is stored on the server instead of the client, implementing that is easier. And that can also add an extra layer of security. It can also be easier than implementing authentication tokens JSON web tokens and storing them on the client. So that's another area where those meta frameworks and that seamless integration of backend and frontend can potentially solve certain problems or at least make certain common things like user authentication easier and straightforward to implement. And that of course can be a great thing. There also is another advantage I see when using such meta frameworks. And that would be that since you are in the end blending those ends, you can still use all the knowledge you have about React or Vue or Angular to render the user interface. And you can still add all that client-side interactivity you wanna add because the great thing about those meta frameworks is that once they did send back that first response that contains all the content already, as I described, once that happened, 
It's again client-side JavaScript that takes over and in the end gives the user this single page application experience again, where everything on the page is again updated by client-side JavaScript code and behind the scenes new data or new HTML code is fetched from the backend. But as a user of the website, you still have all the instant transitions and the great user experience you often get from single page applications. So you keep those advantages, but you enrich them with more advantages. And of course, since you have that seamless integration, you do render all the content that's being sent back from the backend to the frontend on that first request. You do that all with the templating language you already know and love. So with JSX, for example, if you're using React, you don't have to use a separate templating language to dynamically generate HTML code on the server. And that is what you would typically do when building backends that send back HTML instead of just data without such a meta framework. If you would build a backend with, for example, Node.js and Express, as many companies still do it because it is a fine way, then you would typically either create an API, a REST API, for example, that's then used by a separated frontend. But if you want to build an integrated full stack application without such a meta framework, you would typically do that by using a templating engine on the backend in that node express code. And here you have popular options like EJS or handlebars and so on. But these are all separate templating engines you have to learn so that you understand how you can use them to render the content you want to render. So it's an extra thing to learn. And then if you want to add client side interactivity, you have to add React or Vue as an extra dependency to that project and manually write all the code that makes sure that it takes over once the page has been loaded in the browser of your visitor. And you manually have to set up all the extra API endpoints, which then could be used by that front-end library if it wants to fetch or send new data after that initial first page load. So that would be more complex than using such a meta framework. And for all those reasons, I think that if you want to build a full stack application that has all the advantages you know from working with React or Angular or Node, if you want to do that, then picking up such a meta framework is really important and a good idea. Now, it's also worth noting though, that we're still in the early days of this entire development and evolution of front-end web development, if you wanna call it like that. Of course, Next.js, for example, which is arguably the most important and popular meta framework for React has already been around for many years, but it's only been recently for one and a half years or probably two years now that they really moved quickly towards that 
integrated approach and towards a world where the front-end and back-end code blend together and blend into each other, so to say. That's a relatively new development and it is a development which we now see in other meta frameworks as well. But it's still pretty new and therefore, of course, there still are some rough edges and some new patterns to be learned and some things to be understood to, for example, make sure, as I mentioned before, that your code doesn't end up on the wrong end and you're getting strange bugs or you're exposing data in places where it shouldn't be exposed. So there also are pitfalls related to that also because it is so new, but ultimately, as always in the world of programming, things will of course become better and smoother and patterns will emerge and certain problems will disappear. Well, and I guess new problems will appear, but you get my point. I think we're definitely heading towards such a world where those meta frameworks will be super important, Though I will also say that this is still just one area of web development. We absolutely still have those separated front-end and back-end applications. And we absolutely still have full-stack applications where HTML code is rendered on the server with help of templating engines like EJS or, for example, in PHP-based backends um, with Laravel's Blade engine. So we definitely have those applications as well. And actually those websites and applications are the majority. So it's always important to keep in mind that we're in a niche here. Nonetheless, in an important niche, which I believe will grow because it offers certain advantages. And the advantage is that we have the best of both worlds. That single page application experience, the great user experience offered by that, combined with all the advantages of rendering content on the server and having such full stack applications. Now, as mentioned, Next.js is arguably the most popular and important meta framework, but for React, we, for example, also have Remix, which is a competitor to Next.js, if you want to call it like this, which is also growing in popularity and becoming more and more important, and which offers, in my opinion, certain advantages over Next.js, though that probably uh, would be a topic for a separate episode or, or video. Uh, nonetheless, you have these two options. And if you are working with React, I would simply recommend that you take a look at both meta frameworks and you go through their quick start guides to see which one you like the most, for example. Now, if you're an Angular developer, there are less choices. Here, you basically have Analog.js, and this is a project which, as far as I can tell, is a bit less mature than Next.js or Remix. It doesn't have the same set of features, and it has certain limitations, also because it's mainly developed by just one person. Though I believe that meta frameworks will be and will mostly become so important that we'll see more development in that area in the Angular world as well. Maybe because the Angular team makes Analog.js or something like that an official extension 
of the Angular framework. So we might see more development because of that or because more community projects come up. Now, if you're a Vue developer, things are actually different because there we do have a very popular and successful meta framework called Next.js. And it's been around since 2017, I think. So it's really old by now, but of course it has also evolved overall that time. And I would say it's pretty comparable to Next.js regarding its maturity, for example. Now it works differently, but the main idea is the same, that you can build full stack applications with Vue and that you can blend backend and frontend. And it has many features that help you with that and that help you with building complex and user-friendly web applications and websites in general. And therefore, as web developers, we now essentially have one additional option where besides traditional uh, full-stack applications, where we, for example, use Node, Express, and then a templating engine like EJS, or separated frontends and backends, we now also have that very intriguing option of building full stack applications where we get the best of both worlds by seamlessly integrating and blending frontend and backend with those meta frameworks. And of course we have those rough edges you should be aware of and you should expect, but those will absolutely become smoother in the future. And therefore I'm convinced that every React, Angular or Vue developer should also at least take a look at those meta frameworks.